Hey yoga teacher, now is the time to make a much bigger impact in the world. You're listening to The Yogipreneur, a podcast for entrepreneurial yoga teachers who want to stop the hustle and overwhelm and instead create more income, freedom and success. I'm your host, Kelly McHugh, founder of Digital Yoga Academy, and I'm sharing business and marketing strategies to grow your community in a way that makes it easy to take action today. I believe that you have a unique message to share that your people need to hear. So let's get to it. Today, I'm really happy to welcome Ashley Turner. So Ashley is a yoga and meditation teacher, and she's also the founder of Yogi Psyche Soul, which is an advanced yoga psychology training. She's also a licensed marriage and family therapist and the co-founder of Urban Priestess, which is a year-long mystery school to empower women. So welcome, Ashley, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on, Kelly. This is such an incredible offering. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. So what strikes me about you, Ashley, is that you're really passionate in making it your life's work to integrate yoga with meditation and also psychology. Now, I'd love for you to share how you came about, how all that came about and how it's become such a big part of your life. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. It's, uh, yeah, so my... The, the story is really that I found yoga and I didn't realize at the time that I was definitely depressed at the time I found yoga and just sort of mild depression and low self-esteem, low body image and yoga truly healed me from the inside out. And it was a radical shift in my life. It, it pivoted my whole career. I decided I wanted to start teaching yoga primarily because I saw this, I really felt this blossoming from inside of me and at the same time as I was having this spiritual emotional healing I really wanted to understand how was this working how was it that I was doing poses practicing on the mat 60 90 minutes and and yet feeling this radical shift in my own sense of self and I always had this interest in psychology and when I found yoga not only did I start doing power vinyasa yoga but um, my dear friend Govindas who introduced me to the practice also handed me a cassette tape of Ramdas and Ramdas is of course he was a Harvard trained psychologist and um, had done a lot of work and then you know in very traditional western psychoanalytics psychotherapy psychology then went into using um, you know plant medicines and LSD and really exploring consciousness in that vein and then came out of that phase and decided to go to India to seek out you know, yoga and meditation because he had heard all of these radical stories of consciousness and um, in the East. And so he went to India, found his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, and then came back and had written, you know, wrote Be Here Now, which was his seminal book. But the, the interesting thing about Ramdas is because he had this psychology background, he was able to lens the practice of yoga and meditation through a psychological, you know, psychological lens and filter. And so I was listening to his tapes as I was doing power vinyasa yoga. So it was always kind of twofold, along with bhakti as well, along with chanting and um, ritual and prayer. 
and reclaiming my own spiritual practice. So it was kind of a natural evolution, the more that I practiced. And then when I started teaching, I saw these same aha moments and breakthroughs happening on the mat for my students, people coming up to me asking questions that I sort of didn't really have the answer to. I could see they were going through big things. I didn't know how to help them sort of take their yoga off the mat and really create the shifts in their relationship and in their lives that they were desiring. Um, and I wanted to understand how from the Western model of the mind, um, I could help them and what was this interplay and interdependence of yoga and psychology. So I went back and got my master's and got licensed wow. as a psychotherapist. And then um, really since then, you know, for the last 15 years, this fusion of yoga and psychology has been my, my passion. It's really incredible, really incredible story. And I've been following you for a while, Ashley, and a lot of the content that you share for yoga teachers is really focused on offering solutions and advice to help yoga teachers with the struggles that they're facing. So I'd love to really draw upon some of that wisdom today with you. And one of the things that I hear so often in with the teachers that I work with and in my community is that they're struggling to put themselves out there and they're struggling to authentically share their unique message. So as a yoga teacher trainer, how do you encourage teachers to just give themselves permission to be themselves? Mm -hmm. It's such a great question. And I think, you know, it's so relevant, especially now with the advent of social media. You know, I was blessed when I started teaching yoga, there was no social media. So, you know, that was 20 years ago and, and you just did your thing and people came to your class or they didn't and it was word of mouth. But now I think there's this added pressure, this added sort of um, comparison. I mean, you know, we're always comparing ourselves to other people, but social media has just taken it to a whole other level. And it's easy to look at someone else's brand or business or career and think, oh, they're doing this and such, and maybe I should try to emulate that. And of course, there are definitely strategies that are really helpful and important for any, any entrepreneur, any business owner, and particularly yoga teachers. But ultimately, of course, the yoga practice teaches us to source our power from within to source our power, our source of validation, um, affirmation, our true north from within. And, and that means that our business model is gonna continue to change and our message is gonna continue to evolve and shift. And it's really important that we keep um, tethering back to that root, to our own inner gravitational you know, center. And everything comes from that. The way you build your business, your business model, your branding, your messaging, all of it comes from that. And that takes discipline, it takes practice, it takes you know setting aside the time to do your practice and your spiritual, whatever your spiritual practices are to keep coming back, you know, setting up uh, your support system with friends, with mentors, with colleagues, with maybe a therapist or coach, people like yourself that can really help give clear reflection to, uh, to teachers and help them guide but of course ultimately it comes from within um you know in my yoga psyche soul training i have the whole last module of my training is on business for this exact reason because i think it's it's the number one challenge that i hear from every yoga teacher is how to make more money how to get themselves out there in a bigger way and what i found is that and because i spent thousands of dollars and took tons of courses 
through business coach, all kinds of different business coaches from Marie Forleo's B-School to, you know, Vanessa Summers and, you know, all different people, strategists that I work with now. And I, you can have all the information in the world. And this is the difference between information and wisdom. You can have all the information and the strategies and the checklists and deadlines and all these things. But if you're not doing the inner work to break through your own shit and really understand your own shadow and what's holding you back, what are your belief systems? What are the internalized voices? Are your ambitions on point or are they outdated and someone else's ambitions? To really understand and unpack your own stuff, you'll never actually do and implement the strategies that you have. So in my yoga psyche soul training, it's really both personal development training and business training because they go hand in hand. And that's just something that came out of my own experience because I was like, wow, this is interesting. I have all this information but I'm not doing it. So I had to ask myself, well, what's holding me back? You know, and uh, even now, you know, what, what is it that holds me back? You know, this, the, there's always a next level of challenges that we face as an entrepreneur, as anything. And so um, the, the key is really developing those inner resources and skills so that you can meet whatever challenge you're facing in your business. Yeah, I love that, great advice. And there's also, mm -hmm. I guess this fear of being in the spotlight as well, especially on social media. Many, many teachers, they, they don't want to use social media as they see it as self-promotion rather mm -hmm. than seeing it as, you know, sharing transformation through yoga or sharing the message of yoga. Mm -hmm. So what's your advice for those teachers, you know, in mm -hmm. overcoming these fears of being in the spotlight? Well, th there's a couple different things and, and I agree with you. I hear this is also, you know, those are like one and two that I hear from people coming through my trainings too, is building their business, making enough money, you know, expanding and also finding their voice, being authentic and putting themselves out there, the, the insecurity or the fear. So that's where we come right back to the yoga psychology or the shadow work piece of working through what what is that in me that doesn't want to step out in a bigger way or is afraid or what exactly are my insecurities you know is it the way that i look is it i'm not creative enough i'm not smart enough i haven't studied enough um the truth is so aside from really doing that deep dive and that inner work which i think is so crucial and um the foundation but the next step is to really um, you know, challenge yourself in its baby steps, right? So in terms of social media and building your business, I do want to, you know, make it clear that, again, there are different business models for everyone. And I had one teacher I studied with, Alexis Neely, who's amazing. I remember she said once, you know, when I was, she was looking at her business and she does a lot of business training and consciousness and business. And she was saying, you know, I realized I'm not a person for video. I really like audio and she's great on, you know, MP3s and on, um, you know, telesummits and this kind of thing, but she doesn't love to be in front of the camera. She's a beautiful woman, but it's just not her medium. And so, you know, I want to say that too. It's not that you have to build your business around YouTube or videos on Instagram. Um, there are ways to do it that, can match who you are in your constitution. Yeah. And that is your Svadharma, right? That's mm. the Dharma that matches 
who you are, the phase of life that you're in, the talents, the gifts that you have, and your constitution. So it's not that you have to change and mold yourself into something else. And that being said, in terms of finding your voice, you know, a lot of that work is, it's really third chakra coming into your power center, really coming into your own sense of self and owning that. And then a lot of that is also fifth chakra of how do I express to the world? How do I share my creativity with the world? How do I um, use my voice? And they're definitely, it's very, very common to have a deficiency in Vishuddha. And, you know, many of us were never really taught how to find our voice, how to to use our own unique voice. We were even more educational systems are built around certain models, right? So really don't, they don't necessarily empower the individual and the individual creative voice. So that's something that we have to work with. Um, in terms of practical steps, I think, you know, set a good challenge for yourself. It's like anything. It's like trying to learn how to do a handstand, you know? mini goals, baby steps, right? So if you really have a fear of writing or putting yourself on camera, mm. um, start with what's, what's, a, what's a realistic goal for you? Can you post on social media three times a week and then commit to that and just keep doing it? The truth is from a soul level, from the spiritual level, which is what we're talking about. Each and every one of us is a vessel for spirit. Each and every one of us is a necessary medium for truth, for healing, for transformation to come through. If you feel the instinct, if you feel the passion to share, which you already do because you're a yoga teacher and you already chose this as your vocation, then that spirit is speaking through you. And there's someone out there who needs to hear truth exactly the way that you teach it. One of the things I do in my training is I walk people through their sacred wound because your sacred wound, whatever version of I'm not good enough that you're carrying around is exactly the place that's going to relate to those people that you're here to serve. And so the more you can open that up, explore that, share from that place really authentically, the more people are going to resonate because people out there are feeling just like you too. So it doesn't mean you have to go out and like air all your dirty laundry. You can be very discerning um, with a lot of discernment, but um, sharing from like my mentor Sean Korn and one of my best friends and she always says to me like I she would say I always thought how dare I not if I feel this instinct if I feel this passion how dare I not put my voice out there you know if we just think about and I do this a lot in um I have a three-part video series for yoga teachers that's on on this exact kind of thing, how to add more value. And if you think about all the other voices out there and all the other, you know, whether it's, you know, the media conditioning or, you know, governments or ways that are trying to keep us to play small, um, how wounded people are, how people need, people are, people need support. They need resources and they need you. And so how dare you not find a way to move through your own fear and insecurity to serve other people, you know, it's like they, they need to hear it from you. So if you can connect to the why, why you're doing it, it really takes it off of yourself. The key is being in service, right? When you're being in service to people, it's really not about you. 
it really doesn't matter what you look like or exactly if you have the perfect words or you have a typo in your email, like done is better than perfect and putting it out there so you can be in service and you can keep up leveling consciousness on the planet. And that's what we're really talking about. So connecting to spirit, connecting to your why, being in service, and it takes the onus off of you. And then setting some goals and challenges that you can commit to that are, that are doable, that are manageable for you, you know? Yeah, I love all that. That's great. And what about um, some perhaps practical um, tips on how you would go about finding your people, you know, the people that really do resonate with you? Because I think um, there's a lot of talk around, you know, finding your yoga niche. And, and of course, that's really, really important. But I think when it comes down to it, teachers are really struggling with the the practical side of that and going about doing that and finding the community that really resonates with them. I do think that in terms of finding your community, it's very connected to your niche and it's very and that niche is very connected to your sort of core wound, whatever your, I don't want to say wound is not a negative thing, but your, say your signature story, like your why, why are you doing this in the first place? I have, I work with private clients as well and mentoring, coaching yoga teachers. And I was just working with someone who, uh, her best friend got cancer. And so she was already teaching yoga, but then she got really, really inspired to learn everything she could about teaching yoga for cancer so that she could help her best friend through this phase. And so she's working on rebuilding her website right now. He's also, you know, an Uber athlete and so loves like the hot vinyasa for really more athletic practice. And then the yoga for cancer. And we looked at her website literally yesterday and I said, you got to get right there on that subtitle, yoga for cancer. And then in your bio, tell the story, tell, tell your signature story that your best friend had cancer and you were so inspired to learn more about using a cancer training series. And Imagine, Imagine how many people, like, that's exactly what they're looking for. So usually your signature story connects back to some personal experience that you've had. If it was an eating disorder, if you were an overachieving, I have one girl that I work with in LA who's, you know, sort of the overachieving type A personality, was an engineer, and now is like a super entrepreneur. And um, so she's actually running all these programs that are for boss babes to get their self-care and really dial it down and understand the work-life balance through yoga meditation practices. So like, it's most likely connected to whatever got you into the yoga and hooked you in the first place. Yeah, definitely. We have so much in here, but it's just about tapping into it really. And yeah. um, we also have so much technology at our fingertips now, which is both exciting and challenging at the same time. But what are your overall views on how technology now impacts us as yoga teachers in how we share what we have to offer with the world? Well, I think it's, you know, it's such a brilliant, exciting time to be alive on this planet. It's just, um, as any business owner, as any entrepreneur, um, one thing that I, I do just want to you know, highlight, as I said that, it made me think, I, I'm really passionate about helping yoga teachers shift their identity from, especially those that are really interested in building their business and, and having a successful career, to think of yourself 
not as just a yoga teacher, but start to name yourself as a CEO, as a founder of a company, as a company owner, as an entrepreneur, because that's what you are. And when you start to think of yourself as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, any business owner, you know, wise entrepreneur is going to use all the tools at hand. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be on every single social media platform. There's strategy. You keep it simple and choose the strategy that works again, that's aligned with your spa dharma, with who you are. So in terms of the... The technology, though, it's super exciting to build your community and to connect because to answer your question about how to find your people with Facebook ads now, it's so it's such an incredible tool because you can put in, you know, my my clients in, you know, Indiana in the United States. So she can put in yoga for cancer or cancer recovery in Indiana and start targeting people in her local town that are in cancer, you know, support groups or have, you know, they like certain pages or so, and she can start building, create a lead magnet. You know, you create a a free PDF. Um, And by the way, the, the research is such that PDFs and printable downloadable cheat sheets um, are much higher conversions than a, a recorded meditation or a video class. I had a video class and still up on my website right now, but we're shifting it because PDFs do a lot better. And for most of us, they're easier to create because you can just create a worksheet. So I'm just going to give you guys that um, valuable information. But you can create easy PDFs. There's, you know, a great tool is called Lead Pages, and it's super easy to use. And you create a page that matches your branding. It's very user friendly and you just drive people there, start signing up on your list. The number one thing you want to do is build your email list, build your email list and connect with your audience there. Um, I, I get into this discussion every single time I leave my training, my business module and people say, what about Instagram? You know, you have the, the millennials who are like, but it's about Instagram. It's not, okay. Instagram is great, but Instagram could shut down at any time. Facebook could shut down at any time. They change their algorithms all the time. The only thing that you have your, um, that you really own is your email list. So everything goes back to building that, um, that attribute, but between, you know, emails, getting, connecting with your audience about once a week, you know, optimizing your website. Your website does not have to be complicated. Keep it simple. In fact, you want it to be simpler. The simpler, the better. Um, There's just some very easy core strategies that just to start implementing, you know, one step at a time. But I would say the place to start would be, of course, building your list, getting a Facebook business page. A lot of yoga teachers are still using their personal page. You can't run Facebook ads off your personal page. You can't target other pages off your personal page, please get over to a business page. Um, Also on Instagram, of course, now you can run ads as well and, um, you know, connect with your audience that way and and really engage between Facebook ads, Facebook lives, you know, getting on video and just connecting with people. Video is, of course, king. It really, content is king, but video is where so many more conversions are happening. Um, So again, if if you really don't love video, you know, start to maybe think about working through that, but you don't have to, you can do email um, marketing or written blogs, but um, video is such a great way to connect with your audience because even like right now, 
People can feel me. They can feel my energy. They can feel you. They can get a sense of, of who you are that you can't get just in the written word. So video is amazing to start incorporating in that way. So I would say, you know, lead pages, Facebook ads, build your email list and get your website just simple and optimized. And those things, you can start um, building a business. And then online courses as well. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about that, but, you know, yes. that's a really great, great great vertical in, in a business for a yoga teacher. Definitely, definitely. And I think probably moves on quite nicely to that now, but what do you, I mean, obviously we've got all of these things at our disposal now, things like the Facebook ads, lead pages, and all of these other things that you've talked about, but what do you think are the opportunities now that teachers have available to them in 2018 to bring more income into their business and to really build a profitable teaching career? Yeah. Yeah, I'm super, super passionate about this. I have, I don't know if, if you've seen the, the web and I mean the video series that I do for yoga teachers, but I'm really passionate about helping teachers make more money. And the reason truly, the root of it is that I feel like teaching yoga and meditation is some of the most important work on the planet. And it's not to minimize any other work on the planet, but it's just to say that transformation and healing what what is more important than that because everything else in your life shifts when you're coming from a place of empowerment when you're practicing loving kindness compassion everything else shifts in your life and to change the world i mean we know we're really at a tipping point on this planet on our existence and it's not to be dramatic but it's just to name the truth we all have to wake up we all have to help each other wake up and that's what teaching yoga and meditation is and there are many different modalities, but to be honest, I don't know anything that's more holistic and more effective. And I'm sure most of you are agreeing because if you're choosing to do this as a career, you know the power of it. So because this is such valuable work on the planet, you know, you deserve to be making good money. We all deserve to be thriving. It's not about greed. It's not about materialism. It's not about competition, but the simply the more you make and the more you can thrive the more you can give back um most likely you'll keep reinvesting a lot of it into your business anyway you know? and so it's just so you can reach more people help more people serve more people in that awakening so i'm so passionate about that i know i, I go on a tangent about, about that because i really want teachers to to hear that and break through the scarcity mentality and break through the sort of very outdated model that um, you're not going to make a lot of money teaching yoga. You can make a lot of money teaching yoga. And of course, it's not just about how much money. It's not all about the financial bottom line. But using these tools and, you know, adding something like an online course, it doesn't mean your whole business model has to be an online course. Yes. But you can add a really solid vertical into your business that you can repeat, that's repeatable and that's scalable. So you can launch it two times a year, three times a year, say you have a four or six week course. That's a really good place to start. Um, connect it to your niche, connect it to that thing that you specialize in. So, you know, again, I have yoga for cancer. I mentor another one of my girls had childhood diabetes. So now she's getting ready to film a class of, she has diabetes. Um, and so she's filming a class on yoga for diabetes. So, you know, choose that thing that sort of you're most passionate about and you're most interested and skilled mm -hmm. in 
and create an online course around it and, and start small and it'll keep building and you just stay consistent. And in, in a few years, you'll have a really solid less, you know, you'll have just a really solid business and you can keep growing from that. So it's, it's just, it's an enormous opportunity. Again, I, we certainly, I didn't even imagine anything like this when I started teaching yoga, it was just all live in person. And if, if you were lucky, maybe you got some DVDs, you know? <laughs> So tell us your experience then of um, creating your own online program and maybe some of the challenges, maybe some mistakes you've made along the way or anything that you can share with us, you know, from that experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, you know, my biggest challenge is learning how to be a really effective entrepreneur and business owner mm. and learning how to implement systems and strategies and manage my team because I never took one business class in my life. Again, that's one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this whole business module in my training because I think it's really important that people get educated. Yoga teacher trainings don't offer any, I mean, they certainly didn't offer any when I went through my teacher training and even now, you know, maybe you get an afternoon or something, but it's not a really solid chunk of how to build your business and how to build it with yoga principles, you know, not just an, again, an entrepreneur training, but really coming from the yoga principles. And um, so I've had to do a lot of my own, you know, I've made so many mistakes. I'm still feel like I'm fumbling, you know, and, uh, Again, one of my biggest weaknesses is learning how to manage a team. I'm very independent, and I'm, I, I, that's one of the reasons that I've loved, you know, and chose this career, because I, I, I knew I didn't want to work for anyone else. But now I have to understand how to really leverage my time and keep working as much in the business as on the business. So I have to work on the systems and devote a little more time each week to optimizing systems, the workflow, communication between my team, hiring the right people. Those are some of the strategies, the things that challenges that I'm working with at this phase. But to, to, to answer your question, I'd say one of the biggest, one of the most interesting, you know, learning curves that I had was about four years ago, I launched an online summit for meditation, which did phenomenally well. And I interviewed, you know, over 30, 25, 30 leaders in meditation and mindfulness, neuroscience, psychology. Um, we had 25,000 people sign up for the summit. It was wild success. And I just did it because I was super passionate about meditation. I wanted to really get the word up. But the mistake was I didn't have anything on the back end to funnel people into. It was like, okay, we all did a meditation summit, but then want, want, like that's it. And then I had these people on my email list, but nothing to offer them after that. No place to go. They were all excited and super fired up, but it didn't really flow through. And so it's been an interesting journey in the last couple of years building out you know, my actual products of the urban priestess training, my yoga psychology training, my meditation teacher training, the business of yoga, and, um, and then going back and sort of reversing it and saying, okay, now let's build the audiences that are specific for those. So the idea in your business is that you want to be working in a funnel. So you first know what your end product is. 
So everything else flows into that. The way that you create your website, the free gift that you give on your website for people to want to opt into your email list, the content that you put out on Facebook and YouTube or Instagram, wherever you are, all of it ties back and relates back to this product that you're offering. So first you want to get clear on what's the product that you're going to be offering and then it's going to inform up this upstream everything else that you're doing all the free stuff that you're putting out there so that that was a huge mistake for me and i, I laugh at it now because i just had no idea and at the time you know it was great it was such a great success and i learned a lot about marketing and i learned a lot about you know where i shine in my business um but it, it's taken a couple years to like circle back around and be like okay now let's try this again with something on the back end to actually you know leverage so that's really that's been funny um, it's the beauty about you know taking your business online is that you can just keep learning and optimizing and yeah. making it better each time so yeah. that's really great and what impact has it really had on you you know and, and um you know it's i, I want to just add one thing to, to what you just said before i answer that question and that is that as you said the beauty of taking it online is that it's always evolving, it's always iterating. And that's one of the biggest teachings that I've had as a business owner is that I, for some reason, even though I'm a yogi, I really thought like, oh, once I launch my, web, my new website, once I launch my new course, like then it's gonna be done, you know? And then we're gonna have made it or be landed or whatever. And everything's an evolution. So just know that like you put something out, you put out your first online course, it's going to shift and change. It's going to evolve in the next six months, in the next year. There's always going to be a new iteration. So it helps manage the perfectionist or the insecurity that we have because everything's growth, everything's learning. There's no such thing as failure unless you don't learn from it, you know, and we just keep on moving. We keep on evolving. And so it's really important. That really helps, I think, with the context as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, that it's always going to change. So it's okay to put it out there. Perfect. You're going to keep refining it and optimizing. So I just want to really make that point. Um, but to answer your next question, how has it changed me? It's changed taking my business online. It's changed everything. You know, it's changed everything in my life. It's changed everything about my business model. My business model has completely shifted. Um, you know, what happened for me was I, you know, I came up, in the you know Santa Monica Venice yoga scene in the late 90s and the early 2000s and like making it as a yoga teacher was to start touring the world and traveling and maybe and maybe you were lucky and got a DVD and so I started doing that I had my mentors you know Shiva Ray Sean Korn Sharon Gannon and, and um, David Life and and Brian Kest and I, I really started following in those footsteps and I started traveling around the United States and going to conferences, teaching at festivals, and it was amazing and it was so fun. And being on the road like that, for me, it's not ideal. Like I realized a few years into it that it's actually not that glamorous to be in a hotel room by yourself at the end of the day, every night. And um, while being live in person with people is, definitely the greatest gold it's it's just you know my favorite thing to do but there was another way that I wanted to start working and I didn't want to be traveling so much it was tiring I wanted to you know have a great partnership and have a family and and so I wanted also to scale 
because just te- you can only fit so many people in a room. Let's say max like 40, 50, if you're, you know, really a huge space, like a hundred people or something. Um, and then they're gone though. And so it's not that same like continued deepening relationship. So I wanted to be able to scale it and reach more people and then also leverage my efforts and leverage my income. And so that became really clear to me to start, you know, was a real sort of mind warp of me getting my head wrapped around a model available. And also, you know, online yoga was starting to happen. And, and the other thing though I want to add to that is I did all the, you know, sites for online yoga, Gaia, my yoga online, you know, yoga vibes. Um, there was one way back in the day before you know, they were sending out DVDs, like Netflix, you know, for yoga kind of a thing. And what's important to know about that. And even now when we see people in partnerships and, and this kind of thing and doing, you know, teaching at conferences or those things are great. They're amazing. They're such great opportunities and can be great partnerships. However, the host always owns the content and whoever, whether it's a website, you know, a conference, a festival, and they're filming it and they're going to put it out on their channels. That's great. And it can definitely increase exposure. And there's a time and a place for that. But ultimately they own all your content and they keep profiting on that content or the next media company comes in and they buy that smaller media company. And now they don't honor the contract that that original company had with you. This happens has happened to me so many times. And so at some point, you know, I was like, this doesn't make sense anymore. I'm giving away the best of who I am, my greatest talent, my greatest, um, you know, intellectual property to another company. They're reaping the rewards. They're making so much more money off of it than I am. And I don't have any say in the deal of how it's going to be used and repurposed. And they're repurposing it all over the place. So that's where I said, I got to take this back. I'm going to own my material myself and I'm going to take it on and build it into something and leverage that income. And that's where, I mean, literally my income skyrocketed in the last, you know, three, four years since I launched Urban Priestess and Yoga Psyche Soul. I mean, it's easily quadrupled my income. And, um, you know, that may, I just want to say that may not be a business model for everyone. Everyone may not want to take that on, but you can stay small and do whatever your thing is and, and let it be authentic to you. But for me, it just, it was, it was just gnawing at me. I was like, this isn't really fair. <laughs> this isn't really working and I'm the talent and I'm getting like, you know, the least amount of profit on this. So yeah, it's changed everything. It's changed my whole business model. It's connected me more directly in a certain way with my audience. And it's, it's really, you know, it's exciting. I mean, I love being an entrepreneur and being part of that change, that sea change that's happening of people being able to work from wherever it's very empowering. You know, technology is very democratizing. And again, we're so blessed to be alive and be able to run businesses in this way. Yeah, definitely. And tell us a little bit more about those programs then and how we can find you online and connect with you online. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my, my core program is called Yoga Psyche Soul, as you mentioned, and it's six modules. And we start with shadow work. We start again, it's, it's, very, it's very much equal parts personal development training 
for yoga teachers. And the idea being that you can only take people as far as you yourself have gone. So it's you doing your inner work, understanding shadow work, understanding these concepts of yoga psychology. We have a whole, the second module is all on the chakras, very in-depth um, developmental psychology paired with the chakra system. The third module is a meditation teacher training because I feel like a lot of people come out of yoga teacher trainings and they don't really feel like they know how to teach meditation and mm -hmm. meditation mindfulness of course is having such a moment and, and that's amazing. And how can you teach with credibility and confidence and clarity? So that's a meditation mindfulness and neuroscience. I'm always weaving in that East and West. So spiritual and scientific bridge there. The fourth module is on mantra bhakti and nada yoga. So it's all about the yoga of sound. Everything from sound baths, of course, the mantra, kirtan, the power of devotion. Um, these practices are very much considered the fastest way to heal the heart and heart medicine. So how can we really address those issues that our clients are coming in with? And also, you know, that we have as well. And then the last is... Uh, the fifth module is relationships and sacred sexuality, conscious relationships. And again, you're using your own life. The tagline is your life is your curriculum because we as yogis are scientists and we're using our own life, our own experiences as the fodder, as the practice itself. And then we teach by transmission. We teach because it's embodied wisdom. We've learned it. We've done it. We're living it in our lives. And then the last module is um, the business training, leadership training, and productivity. That's another big piece because I feel like, again, I, I really had to do my own training on scheduling my day, you know, prioritizing how not to waste time, these kinds of traps, if you're a solopreneur, that we can get into and really understand how can I move the needle on my business. Yes. So that's the yoga psyche soul and um and i think you can have the link right there go ahead it just sounds so unique for a teacher training. <laughs> it's really is yeah. unique. and i can see how it can be so so beneficial and, and give you all of the tools that you really need to to become a yoga teacher amazing well thank you very very much ashley today all of that wisdom that you shared with us and it's such an inspiring journey and story that you've got that you've been able to share so thank you very very much for your time yeah thank you so much kelly it's such a pleasure and thank you guys all for being a part of this i'm really happy that you're doing these trainings are so needed so so valuable perfect thank you You've been listening to the Yogipreneur podcast brought to you by Digital Yoga Academy, the leader in business and marketing education for yoga teachers worldwide. And if you loved what you learned today, please subscribe, rate, and give us a review. And remember that learning is nothing without taking action.